0: Well, hello, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And right now I am doing what what I like to call in my business, a post intro intro. So we had our our formal intro on the podcast. We're going to jump to a clip um, after this post intro intro with an interview I did several months ago. So the reason we've been holding this for a while is because we were running um I ran for about 6 months a podcast and YouTube show called the business of drag for my other business drag tax. We've kind of paused it because that business has been in flux. Um we're working on I'll bore you with all these details on a different episode someday, but um we're working on kind of integrating that branding into our current business. Still marketing to drag queens, but using all the drag branding we've done for this business, which I think will be very fun. Um, I'm debating if I want to go back to doing that YouTube show because it was, it's it's kind of expensive because I pay a YouTube editor. It's pretty tough to get guests on because I'm not really well established in that space yet. Um, and just, I found this is a good lesson for all of you, as I found for all of us, really something to remind myself is the oftentimes... You're gonna get a you're always pretty much always gonna get a better return putting time and energy into something in which you're already established rather than trying to do something new. So does that sound a little confusing, maybe? But I know if I spend like one hour doing marketing in this niche where I've already been established, I'm gonna generate a lot more sales and revenue than going and spending an hour somewhere where people don't even know me, right? Now, if you ever want to build another brand, you have to do it from scratch. That's the way that it works. Um, But I've just kind of determined that I am not going to spend a lot of time on that uh, until I am really comfortable where our current, uh, getting our current business where I would like it to be. So that part of the intro I hadn't really planned, but that's why I have some of the other stuff on pause. But I wanted to share this interview I did with Darby, fabulous drag queen and friend of mine, because I just thought it was really interesting. I thought it would be really fun. And I also want to make a more concerted effort to share various types of businesses more on the podcast. So we talk with a lot of um, wedding and event professionals on here, a lot of online business owners, course creators, membership owners, all those types of folks. Um, But I thought it would be fun to really sort of branch out. Um, I didn't do that in the past because I thought, well, you all might not be interested in it because it's not relevant. But then I've learned that I really like to go and listen to podcasts where they talk to other business owners because you get more unique perspectives and it gives you some ideas that you don't hear about as much when you stay in the very insular world of your own niche and industry, if that makes sense. So you learn something that people are doing in other businesses and you're like, oh, that's really interesting. I could incorporate that in my business. Um, And so that's why I thought it'd be fun to share. So without any further ado, we're going to share this interview um, with me and Darby. I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Business of Drag podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And today I am joined by the one, the only, the magnificent, the talented Darby Lynn Cartwright. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm very excited to be here. Are you starting my tax return right now or?
0: Yeah, I just thought um, if you want to like email me all of your personal sensitive information, we could just do a screen share and like do it live on the pod. Okay. No, I would absolutely love that. So I
1: made um, four hundred thousand dollars. Never. Uh-huh. So if you could put that in the notes,
0: ninety percent, like ninety five percent profit, probably. Absolutely, I absolutely know what profit means. Thank you. Uh huh. Well, um, you paid um paid Alexis like twenty five dollars, so three thousand. I can't do that. Anymore,
1: no, but... I pay her. I pay her in Jimmy John's gift cards. That's that's
0: just the real reality. Okay, serious question very serious question before we get started do you have jimmy johns in los angeles because we don't have them in san diego which is very tragic we do i i hate jimmy johns like with a passion because Uh he he
1: goes on safari and he hunts okay i don't think there's anything nothing makes listen I don't think you shooting a tiger in a cage makes you any sort of man. Uh-huh. So shut up. I know, like, listen, I've heard the podcast where, like, it's, like, they have to shoot some of them for whatever, re- whatever. Sure. But Mr. Jimmy John, d- uh, I'm not interested in your sandwich anymore. I Sorry. thought that was the firehouse
0: sub guy. Or is he problematic for a different reason?
1: Well, probably. I mean, sandwich guys, they need to be stopped. Okay. Uh-huh they're ending it all. And for what a picture Mm -hmm. anyway, but yes, there's a Jimmy John's and it's right by Alexis's work. So she's very familiar, not public. We don't publicly say that though. So um, we'll just bleep that out. Okay. You don't All have right. to. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You All right.
0: Well, my ed- my editor will do something fun with that. We'll see. Thank we'll you see so much. Okay. Um, First question, Darby. Um, can you tell us your preferred name and pronouns, both in and out of drag? So I always like to prompt it as like, if someone saw you in the airport out of drag, how would you like for them to address you? Um, uh, If someone saw me in the airport, I'd like them to just
1: keep walking. Listen. Okay, great. Traveling. Great. Traveling is stressful. I don't need to meet people in Uh front of a Hudson News. I don't. Um, I did go to an airport once and a guy took his wiener out in a Hudson News and showed me. Was it everything you hoped for and more? It was really nice, but I don't like the public thing because like I'm at a Hudson News. Like, who gets horny at Hudson News? Anyway, um, I'm Darby. If you know me as my drag persona, just call me Darby in and out of drag. And I'll do any pronouns as long as they're respectful. Actually, my pronouns are liberty
0: and freedom. So. Love it. Okay, great. Um, Darby, are you ready for the lightning round? (laughs) Listen,
1: I have no idea what we're doing. And so I have come prepared with my social security number Uh
0: and my profit margins. So let's do it. All right. It'll be a little bit a a little less stressful than that. All right. Lightning round. What's your favorite season of Drag Race?
1: Oh, controversial seven. Okay. Why seven? Because of the controversy of it all. And it It gave us so many iconic queens it did um and it was also before episodes were three hours long so we got in and out i got to know the girls and i they left me wanting more
0: okay so i was going to ask this later but it's kind of segue are you loving this like 40 minute episode we got last week in season 15 yes i am yes i am
1: the the thing is there are a hundred thousand i'm sorry i don't want to exaggerate there are 89 contestants this season Mm -hmm. and right now it does feel really fast but as we get like halfway through this season you're gonna be like man that 40 minutes that was long yeah so I like it let's we've gotten too used to sitting down and watching movies weekly I don't need
0: to watch a movie I will say the nice thing about the 40 minute episodes is when you go back to old seasons of drag race right drag race Jesus Christ they're a lot easier to binge watch as opposed to like the hour and a half one hundred percent, which is why I think we're
1: having a knee jerk reaction. I don't know where that that statement comes from. Knee jerk, knee jerk. Mm, anyway, I'm ha- I think we're having a knee jerk reaction. We're on the Internet too much and everyone's complaining that it's too short. But I think in just a few short weeks,
0: everyone's going to be like, you know what? TV yeah. was right. I also my secret theory is the reason why they have so many queens this season is because last season everyone bitched about having so many non elimination episodes and it's like well they commit to a certain number of episodes with MTV so they're like well we'll just eliminate people this time but like bring more people on I don't know
1: I was grass is always greener okay I was one of those people that was like. Oh my god this is going on too long like eliminate someone please uh-huh. but then when i watched the first episode and irene went home i was like well they shouldn't have eliminated someone <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i'm right there with you. the other side i'm adversarial yeah. Well, self-awareness is the key, right? So at least we, Thank you know, you. we see it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Back to, back to our lightning round, but not super lightning, but oh, that's okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sure. No, it's fine. I, I got us off track. Um, who did you root for the most on Drag Race? Was, like wasn't a close personal friend of yours before the show? So someone you didn't know. Otherwise I feel like it's cheating. Oh,
1: like what contestant was I really rooting for that didn't win or that did win? Yeah. Or do you- who? Who? No, it doesn't matter if they won. Oh, okay. Um, I was deeply committed. Oh, this c- controversial. Yeah, brave. I was deeply committed to Bianca Del Rio on her season. Uh huh. And now, I'm just. I'm very happy for her. I'm not as in love with her anymore. Uh-huh. I think. I think the spell she put on me. I'm sorry. This is. not I don't believe in lightning, so I'm not participating in this culture. Sure. But um. Yeah, the spell she put on me was, there was no one like her before. And no one no one that came on the show and immediately you could tell Rue was like, okay, fine. Like you're as experienced as I am, you win. Um, so she just brought me great comfort. But now she's just like, she's doing, she does her whole bitter thing, which I think is really funny. Uh-huh. Um, but I have so much bitterness inside of me Okay, uh-huh. that whenever I see her, it reflects. I'm I'm reflecting and I don't like that. Okay. Too close I, to home. Exactly. I walked out on three to four therapists, some would say, so that I wouldn't have to do that work. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Did you Thank watch you. the
0: first episode of season fifteen's Pit Stop?
1: I did. Yeah. I'm a huge Bindula and Jinx fan. Yeah. I think they are the best live drag show. Um, seriously if they are ever in your town together they are or by themselves they are so incredible um and i was excited to see what bianca was gonna do and i do love that bendola was like okay go ahead do
0: your bitter thing yeah and i was like yes <laughs> that's actually the point i was gonna bring up this when she said that also this is was really she basically was like i teed you up to do your bitter thing so do your bitter thing
1: it's listen I love a brand so I really appreciate that Bianca leans into that so hard but again it's my own inner demons okay it's if they ever if they
0: ever do RuPaul's best friend race do you think anyone could come close to beating Ben and Jinx if they got like cast as a team no Bob and maybe give them a run for their money
1: but oh no, listen, Jinx and Taylor are so good. <laughs> they are. No, I think of Bob and Monet are also like they are royalty. Uh huh. But the live singing and comedy and oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so goddamn good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, what's your favorite go-to lip sync song?
1: Oh, thank you so much for asking. You know, I'm known for my lip syncing. It's something that many people go, why are you doing that? (laughs) I Uh love doing um, Lord, I lift your name on high because I know all the movements from church. Okay. Lord, I lift your name on high. For those at home, I'm doing the movements. Lord, I love to sing your praise. Hang on. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. I won't keep going because I don't want to convert
0: people. Uh-huh. And copyright, I feel like, on YouTube, you know. Gotta... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. Wait, is this or is this video? or do you put this on video? Uh-huh. This goes on YouTube. Didn't we not talk about that? Oh fuck. I'm getting a haircut like at one o'clock. Can do you wanna we could like turn this Yeah, let's a, come back. We could turn it into a get ready with me like halfway through the episode if you wanna get your makeup kit out. And I go and
1: I go get my haircut. No, I really am going to get my haircut. So this is, I'm so sorry, everybody. This is just me being
0: me. Like, I'm so quirky. Yeah, you look great, Darby. It's perfect. I know. Perfect and beautiful. Okay. Favorite place to perform? Uh,
1: In my heart. Yeah. Okay. For God, for Jesus. Um, I don't even really think of it as performing. I just think of it as talking to him, being with my God. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kidding. Uh, I love to perform in cabaret spaces. Alexis and I are starting this new show at this members only club downtown. And we get to just it's like a cool cabaret space where people are seated, and they're having their cocktail, Uh and they really don't care that we're there, but they're kind of glad we're there.
0: I love that energy. That sounds. That does sound like it's up my alley because I love any kind of a show I can watch while seated. So you'll have to give me the details because I love. Oh yeah,
1: I'll send you the link. It's oh my god, I'm I love it. But of course, it's fun to get out and do like crazy shit. Like we we're doing Fat Slut this weekend. Auntie Chan is flying in from Uh Chicago. We're gonna have a Chicago reunion and listen doing whatever the fuck you want on stage. Like I'm going to do a Nancy Kerrigan or yeah, Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan thing with Alexis. I'm going to uh-huh. be Leah Michelle and she's going to be Beanie Feldstein. Like being able to hurt Alexis as Beanie Feldstein on stage. Nothing like it. Yeah, it does. Does that does sound like a must see. Um... And the last time I was at fat Slet, someone put a hot dog in their butt and then shot it back out and then ate it
0: how does one shoot a hot dog? demonetize demonetize this podcast what Uh, girl I'm never going to get monetized so it's fine you just I said how does one shoot a hot dog from their butt
1: okay I wouldn't say shoot exactly because it went in fairly easily and
0: just kind of slipped right back out so I think gravity took care of it okay gotcha all right we might need to like add a clip of that in if we can if my editor can find one of those maybe not yeah that would be Um, great yeah that'd be fine uh, do you have a favorite month of the year for drag? Everyone's been saying winter because you know temperature, but has that changed with your move to Los Angeles? Oh god. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say I
1: moved to Los Angeles for the weather. Don't don't get it twisted. I am I'm basic, <laughs> but we have been breaking records here in Los Angeles in my first winter here with cold and rain. Um, so I didn't get what I was promised. I do want my money back, but of course that was my husband's money. So I can't, I don't really have claim to that. I don't know how laws work here in California, but, um, yeah, winter, it's the best. Listen, doing, doing drag is so uncomfortable in general. Yeah. And then to add wet heat to it, not good. Even in LA, it's a dry heat. Okay. It's a dry Uh heat. Even in LA, it's like, it's mm-mm. winter, December, because everyone is so excited to be off work. Everyone's just down to clown because the family trauma is coming back. It's opening up old wounds, okay? They're very vulnerable. They're coming to you for an escape. And then all you have to do is do jingle bells for five minutes and then do a fart noise. And they're like, oh my God, <laughs> I hate my dad.
0: You know, Is that when the best tips roll in too? Like during the jingle bells number?
1: Oh, yes. I mean, the best tips roll in whenever people know the song.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I mean, if if you do a popular song, like, let's be honest, Jingle Bells is a banger. Uh-huh. So if you're banging those fucking bells, um, get your coin.
0: Is all I want for Christmas, is that like a very popular, popular holiday number?
1: <sighs> I'm sure it is in straight culture. I can't take that on mm-hmm. currently. Um, I'm so happy for Mariah Carey. Like I think this is wonderful. I'm glad that now she hibernates the rest of the year. She just comes out at Thanksgiving. I think that's a wonderful setup. It's something Alexis has been trying for years. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't know. Aren't we all over that song? You know what song I love?
0: "Santa, Can You Hear Me?" by Britney
1: Spears. May she rest.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I know that one. We'll have to put a little clip of that one in too. Maybe just, Oh no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Yeah,
0: Love that. Great. Thank you. Okay. Now, so now we know, um, Santa, can you hear me? Uh, next lightning round question. If you had to put me on drag for the first time, maybe like, I wouldn't. Why? I don't believe drag should be shared with those you love. Okay. It's a hard (laughs) life. Uh And if I disliked you, yeah. But like just for a a day, what would my drag name be if you had to pick one? Uh, Okay. Okay. Drag tax.
1: Let's see. Work with numbers. Who's famous for numbers? Who's a famous mathematician? Stephen Hawking? Uh Uh-huh. Stephanie... Yeah, Stephanie Hawking. Okay, great. I'm gonna add that. To but the we're gonna time. keep it respectful. It's gonna stay respectful. Yeah. Um, we're not. Um, we're not gonna do anything like that red-haired British guy did in the movie. We're just gonna keep it very above board.
0: Eddie Redmayne? Did he play him in the movie? I don't know if I've he
1: seen. He did. That. Oh my god, yeah. he's so hot to me. I've never listened. Uh-huh. You know, like gingers with like the specific. Okay you will under some people will understand this some people won't certain gingers with certain um coloring to their fingernails and their and their freckles i can smell them when i look at them like Uh so i see him and i can smell
0: him and it makes me like that guy in the hudson newsstand
1: yes but like i'm asking for this one like i i want to smell eddie redmayne is what i'm saying
0: i went through if i like dated a lot of genders consecutively like that was a fate like a phase sure so i'm i'm with i'm with you okay what's a question what's a question you wish people would stop asking you
1: Mm. (sighs) oh
0: Maybe you can oh, think of the um, list of questions we already went through. I, I was thinking that might one of those might fall on this list when I knew I was going to ask this question.
1: Yeah, actually, every question you've asked up to this question. <laughs> um, no, I really hate when people ask, are you going to pay for that? Like, mm-hmm. that's not your business. Um, I can just let me walk out. You don't need to stop me. Got it. Um, I do... I do get tired of, I think, a lot of, like, working drag queens. We, we get the same questions over and over. So get ready to mark out some of the questions you have written down. Okay. But, like, how did you come up with your drag name? Mm-hmm. How did you get started in drag? What's your favorite song to lip sync to? You know, things like that. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Instead, I want them to ask something more personal. Like, what's your shoe size? And yeah. how many pairs of tights do you wear? And when do your toes start to hurt?
0: Okay, so I'm scratching out some of the questions on my list. Not a problem. Great. We haven't Great. gotten into how you chose your drag name, but we'll just we'll cancel that one later and talk about the type thing instead.
1: It's Alexis's uncle's name. I just thought it was the dumbest sounding name in the world. There's actually a clip of me saying that is the dumbest sounding name for a drag yeah.
0: queen. And the, now, it,
1: now it's my name.
0: Yeah, I, t- I told, a, told my friend earlier, I was like, we got to wrap this up because I have an interview with Darby. And she's like, who's that? I love that name. No one loves that name. It's perfect. No, it's a great name. It's a beautiful name to all
1: the Darby's in the world. You are you are loved you are needed. Um, But as a drag name, I think the clip of me saying that's a crazy name for drag. I think I said any drag queen with the name Darby should constantly be in cargo shorts. I don't know why I just have a feeling they'd always have cargo shorts on. So I need to do a cargo short
0: look, I need to stand by my statement. I think so. I feel like that is needs to be a TikTok video of like that clip and then yeah like look after. Are you on TikTok? Are I am.
1: TikTok?
0: Yeah, drag tax on TikTok. Um, I what have do you do? Two hundred and something followers. Very popular. Stop very stop it. Uh-huh. Um, I talk about tax bullshit, but like, honestly, I'm on my other TikTok where I have 3000 followers, even more famous, unpopular. I'm on that. Okay. Brayden. Okay. And what's that one about? The same thing. Yeah. I do like tax tips. Oh, you have one that's just
1: tax and then one that's drag tax. Right. Okay. We said this, I said this to you the other day when you were helping me with my LLC, um, And I don't know if if we're gonna talk about this later, so tell me to shut up if we're gonna talk about this later. But like your drag tax thing, I think is a brilliant idea. Uh I think it is something that is slow to take off because drag queens, I don't think drag queens really know, once they recognize themselves, first of all, a lot of drag queens don't recognize what they do as a business, which it absolutely is. And then secondly, once you realize you're a business, there is no resource, you don't know where to look. And I think your, I think your service is gonna be invaluable once drag queens put the trauma
0: aside, okay? Uh-huh. And file their taxes fingers crossed. Right. What I, what I told my friends is we launched it in the off seasons, like after tax season. And I talked to a lot of drag queens who like haven't filed their taxes. And I was like, if they haven't filed, they don't really have like much urgency to get filed, but I'm hoping this tax season, like the people who are just like ready to do it on time will contact us. Um, Okay.
1: But I know so many drag queens who are behind on their taxes. Oh yeah. And it's, it's just, it's the end of, independent contractor of it all you know when we get those what are those w-9s 1099 when like
0: yeah well yeah yeah, when
1: a bank when a bank is like hey we want you to come in and sing over the rainbow for pride so that gay people feel comfortable banking here (laughs) and then they hand us that form i i just write my name and my social security number and i don't think twice about it you know like it's just we're okay we're traumatized people and we're yeah. afraid to look for the answers because we might look at the answers and realize we were the question the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally follow that. Um, Thank you. Yes. If people have 1099 questions, www.bradendrake.com forward slash <laughs> 1099 pop up. Janelle, put the pop. It's up.
1: really helpful. I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. I I was not excited to get into tax talk with Braden about LLC and like back taxes and all that. <laughs> and no, but you you have all of these things just laid out. It it was just it's very helpful and it brought me a sense of comfort. God, I sound like I sound so gay right now. Sorry, I use gay in a derogatory way because Hillary Duff said to. Yeah, um, no, keep keep giving the compliments because we'll clip those out for TikTok and for our website or something. <laughs> It brought me so much comfort. I'll just say that. For those of you who think taxes are um, taxes are too difficult to even understand, and you're just going to keep pushing it aside, like even if you push it aside for years, you can get back on track so quickly and so easily if you just have the right person. It's literally just stupid-ass paperwork. Yeah. Like one of the forms you were like, you're gonna see this is the dumbest fucking form you've ever seen but we have to do it and i was like that's perfect like yeah. present something to me and say your life will be better and i hate this too yeah
0: yeah done yeah i often like to tell people that like i did not get into this profession because i'm like super passionate about taxes but like i understand how they work so it's like not painful right um, but actually we super passionate about taxes there are people right but those are like those are probably the people you don't want to work with because they're just like so excited about taxes
1: republicans
0: yeah god well republicans. i don't know because republicans are like anti-tax right like they don't believe in like well that's why they care about it so much it's because they want
1: to get rid of taxes mm.
0: okay gotcha. oh my god well, it, it only took us it.
1: what 15 minutes to get into republican tax information that's okay we can talk about breaking down barriers
0: here we're breaking down barriers time um okay i only had one more question left in the lightning round this is so lightning fast what's a question you wish people would start asking you oh
1: would start so like they don't ask me it Ooh,
0: you kind of answered that before really what what yeah you said like shoe size and how many pairs of tights you wear didn't you well I would really love it okay if I had one
1: question that you stopped me at the airport at the Hudson News you keep everything in your pants Mm -hmm. and you ask me a question I would love for someone to turn to me and say would you like some free money
0: yeah okay
1: I would like that question please
0: but why ask why not just like hand you the money
1: Well, consent is so important. You know, if we've learned anything in this world, it's you have to consent to it. And I do. I just wanted on record, I consent to receiving money.
0: Got it. Okay, noted. All right, beautiful. So the next section of the podcast is usually like, how did you get into drag? Why did you get into drag? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here I I, give you. I'll give you a rundown. I'll give you a. Well, I'm gonna. I want to spin it. I want to spin it instead. So kind of the point of. I'm hoping the point of these episodes, I don't know, some people are going to have to let me know, is so that people out there who are thinking about doing drag as a business can hear things that are useful for them Mm. when they're getting started. So I instead, I'm going to invite you just to share anything that you think is useful about your story that would be helpful to others.
1: Okay. So it started with, did my dad ever really love me? Mm -hmm. Um, And the, the answer to that is no. And... Should I start with the tears or the bloodshed? I think chronological is usually the best story format. Great, personally. great, great. No, I I agree. I agree. No, I, I was a special ed teacher um, when I was uh, first becoming an adult. And so I was a special ed teacher for eight years. And I started doing drag just kind of on a whim. And then I got hired at Bar Redacted. And I was working there weekly and making a pretty... Like super late weeknights, and then I would go to work early in the morning, and it was awful. So I left my job, but I wasn't financially independent enough yet as a drag queen that I could work without um, another day job. So I left my teaching job because it is a 24-hour, seven-days-a-week job, and I got just like a day job I didn't care about. Um, it's, it was actually, it was like kind of a scammy STD call center where we signed people up for testing that they could get for free and we charged them. It's like, I don't feel good about it. The company is now in hell, like it's not real anymore, but yeah, I just want to apologize to the the world as a whole and for your whole, and thank you for telling me about your whole, I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that allowed me to have a flexible schedule so if i knew i was hosting late night on a wednesday i could put in to be off on thursday and then once i got to a to a point actually when the company um went bankrupt (laughs) when the company died um i realized i was at a point that i could i could make it make a living at it like i i still wasn't at a point where i wanted I could do it on my own but like my partner had a better job and he was getting insurance through his new job and it all just kind of okay i let go and let god i gonna be honest with you it all just kind of worked out i wish i had when i was working the day job um so that i could because i th- that was my that was my explanation of why i was working that day job is i was like well because i i want to explore drag i want to see what i can do as a drag queen. I think I could actually make this work. And that was the point where it started where it was a business. And I didn't recognize that. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, like I was going into work anywhere from 3 to 5 nights a week, filling out fucking 1099 or whatever every single time. And for real though, I worked there for 7 years and I worked there 3 to 5 times a week and I had to fill out 1099 every single time i walk through the door Why? explain that to me i don't know because god one. is a woman i have no idea Interesting. but i i wish i had seen that like you're filling out tax documents you're like you're this is your new focus you want to turn it into a business i wish i had done it then
0: yeah What I always tell folks is if the IRS is going to tax you as a business, you might as well treat yourself as a business because all that usually means is you're just like missing out on like tax deductions.
1: And yes. And the other thing is like I came from eight years as a teacher and then a couple years in that STD call center. Again, I'm so sorry to everybody Uh, with like taxes taken out for me and You know, like I didn't have to think about it. And doing my taxes was a goddamn breeze because Mm -hmm. I had them take out the max of what they could take. And I always got money back. And it was just so simple. And then when I moved into drag more full time, or it became a larger part of my income, um, taking out my own taxes and having that ready and all of that, it's just, it seemed beyond me. It Mm -hmm. seemed like, I have to establish myself as a business first. Um and which of course I just kept putting off and putting off and putting off. So I just want everyone out there who's a working drag queen, even if you work one night a week, if you're filling out a 1099, if you are, if the IRS is is going to ask you about this gig, it won't hurt to start yourself as a bit. Well, it could. I mean, it, you have to be making a decent amount of money. Otherwise, like don't pay $800 a year. But
0: well, I wish the, I had yeah, jumped in earlier. Yeah, that's for the LLC. People can always be, I mean, you can be a sole proprietor. And at that point operating, like when I say operate like a business, literally all, all I'm talking about is open a free business bank account and do your but like get a bookkeeping template track your income and your expenses like that's
1: which is not something i even considered it's not something it just taxes to me seemed like a giant mountain that i was gonna have to climb and am i ready to start that mountain and i kept setting these ridiculous goals in my head of like well once you start making this amount of money or once you start working this many days a week as a drag queen that's when you'll start that process you don't have to start that right now when in actuality, it is as simple as opening, you can open an online bank account for free and that's your business account and that's it. Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. We get, a, we get a EIN through the IRS, free, open bank account, free. And then I sell a bookkeeping template for $30. You could make up your own if you want to, but that's a good Which you
1: can find. get for free if you compliment them enough. You're very let's bad
0: not, at business. Let's not push it. What'd you say? I said you're very bad at business yeah well
1: like you're paying me to establish my llc which i think is just a bad business move i'm not complaining yeah Mm -hmm. but thank you i mean i wish you had picked a a different name i should have thought that through you wish i had a different name well part of our deal is that you pay me but you get to pick my llc name so the fact that you picked sloppy drag bottom
0: i should have seen that coming
1: that's on me and I learned. I,
0: think, I don't know, though. I think um, I think at Fat Slut, that could be like a pretty marketable drought. I think that'll be a good name. No.
1: Well, except that everyone at Fat Slut already has that name. Got it. So I would just so be one redundant. of many. Yeah.
0: Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Well, we're, we'll workshop it. Maybe we can amend it later. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, OK, so you said you worked at Bar Redacted for seven years. Was that mm-hmm. the was that the um, last place you were working when you were working in Chicago?
1: yeah so pandemic hit that um when covid reached chicago and it was pretty clear that the city was going to have to shut down it was st patrick's day weekend lol and it's the midwest so st patrick's day weekend is huge in chicago especially in,
0: yeah in chicago it's like a whole thing they do the river yes, and all that bullshit
1: absolutely which i'm going to be honest with you is it's fun but um Lori Lightfoot, our glorious mayor, she was like, okay, we're shutting down the city on Monday. So I worked my last gig. It was St. Patrick's Day weekend. And I was just surrounded by people. We are breathing on each other, not a mask in sight. And yeah, went home, got COVID. And that's how it started. Gotcha. And then, then I got fired. Um, The The black lives matter movement happened and i was fighting for my black brothers and sisters in the drag community and the bar from my perspective the bar viewed that as speaking out against them and caring more about black lives matter than i did about my job which is true um yeah and i got fired and i never went back i never went back to a bar i did once it started to reopen, you know, Alexis and I would do gigs here and there, you know, we would do like Chan had a brunch at Roscoe's for a while. So we would do like stuff, but uh, my hosting life, my working, you know, three to five nights a week was over. I don't I so I've never heard that story before. Have you talked about that on other platforms? I have Yeah, I actually, um, right after it happened, I did a podcast called The Black Tea mm-hmm. with Lucy Stool and Bambi Banks Kool And uh I talked more openly about it. But yeah, it was pretty traumatic. <laughs> it was pretty awful. Um but ultimately they did me a favor. Ultimately yeah they showed their true colors and I was forced to deal with that. I was forced to like I don't think I would have walked away um, as unless they pushed me out because it was just all I'd known for years, and I was able to learn and learn and grow. And I screamed on a microphone five nights a week for seven <laughs> years. I fucked up my voice so much. I miss hosting. I love to host. I I I love it, but uh I don't miss the the
0: weekly hosting gig. Yeah, That's, it's hard. it's hard. Yeah, I would imagine hosting would be. I would think it'd be pretty fun. Um, well, I, I haven't heard a lot about that. We will link to um, we'll link to that episode on the Black Tea yeah. in the show notes. Um, I'm yeah. sure uh, Bambi and Lucy probably had a lot of great questions for you that I would not think of to ask on this podcast. So we'll link to that. I'm sure that'll be great. Um, when does this come out? When does this episode come out? God only knows. Um, Perfect. Whatever. I get it to my editor, but...
1: Uh, well, the fat slut, the fat slut that Chan is flying in for, that me and Alexis' channel do. Lucy Stool is also flying in for so it's going to be. A when's Chicago that happening?
0: Night. Friday, January twentieth. So this oh, Friday. Friday. Okay. Depending we publish, on when you listen to it. Yeah, we publish on Thursday. so I don't know if my editor will be able to get it turned around by Thursday, but we'll try. But well, if, if you miss do it, editor, then yeah. tomorrow night. Okay, tomorrow night. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Um. I don't know why, but I always thought that you worked at Sidetrack. Do they even do drag shows? That's Bar Redacted. I don't say their name anymore. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, got it, got it. So Bar Redacted's not actually a bar name? No, 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 it's Sidetrack. Yeah, uh,
1: when they were, um, from my perspective, when they were gaslighting the shit out of me and I was sobbing as they were firing me um one of the last things they said to me was like basically keep our name out of your mouth like don't talk about us anymore sure and I was like okay so
0: I just use bar redacted but I use it very like open like everyone knows it's sidetrack. Like, okay well now whatever. here's me looking like a dumbass thinking bar redacted was like an actual bar <laughs> in Chicago I mean like literally the amount of I, pro- people, I probably thought that for three years now since I've heard you say the amount today. of people
1: who have been like you should open a bar called Bar Redacted. Um, it's so funny. I mean, I wouldn't because, you know, I I have a drinking problem, but sure. um yeah, it's sidetracked. And listen, okay. I tell people this. My my issue is with management and the way that after seven years they treated me and the way they ignored the issues from my perspective that the black people in the community were asking them to take head on. That is my issue. The people who work at sidetrack I worked with for seven years. Mm-hmm. I love them. So if you're in Chicago, like, I'm not saying spend your entire weekend there, but absolutely go tip your bartenders. Be nice to the door people. Mm-hmm. There's some really incredible people that work there.
0: I, yeah, I haven't been in a long time, but I remember because I went to college in Indiana. So we go up to boy, like go up to boys town. A few like a few times a year, a couple times a semester. And we'd always go to Sidetrack and Roscoe's, and I just always remember Sidetrack was like the newer, like nicer one. Um, Sidetrack's humongous, like yeah, it's definitely it like, the out of towner bar. It's yeah. where,
1: yeah, like so I hosted there for seven years. I was there all the fucking time, and every night it was people from out of town. So every night I have to reintroduce myself on the microphone. Like, didn't matter how many times I'd been there, people were always like, "What? T- who are you? What's your name?" That was fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'd always go to like sidetrack to get drinks and then we would go like to Roscoe's to get hammered and to like grind on each other. That was kind of the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I Been remember there. anyway. Been there, when done was, that. Yeah, when I was like 22 and, you know, just meeting a lot of uh, strangers in Chicago as one does when they're busy.
1: My first missed connection. Do you remember Craigslist missed connections? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Okay. So Craigslist used to have this thing for all the children listening um craigslist used to have this thing where like literally you would just say like uh 2 p.m on the blue line at the western stop and then you'd say i saw you you had black pants i had blah 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 i, w- I would love to meet up or whatever and so i checked that thing like a psycho when i first moved to chicago because it was my dream that i would make such an impression on someone that they would go home and write about it like how romantic and horny is that And I got drunk on Halloween at Roscoe's and made out with this guy who then, like, I went to the bathroom and I came back and he was making out with someone else, which like literally live your life. But, um, (laughs) but then the next day I got a misconnection from him. He's like, I really thought we had a connection. And I was like, I hate that my first misconnection is somebody who literally forgot about me when I went to the bathroom, Uh but I I saved it. I screenshotted it. I loved it. I still love it. I talk about it 12 years later.
0: And so did you and Curtis tell that, uh, tell that story about your misconnection when you got (laughs) Yeah, that's how we met. He actually forgot about
1: me uh, at our wedding. He was being out with someone when I went to the bathroom at our wedding, but, um,
0: well, it all works out. Like in the end, it sounds like so.
1: Ultimately it's a fairy tale and
0: I got the ending I deserve. Okay, great. That'll be the next, um, that'll be like the, you should pitch that. It'll be the next Bros, like the next game movie for us all. Okay. Can we talk about that really quickly? Did you see Bros? Not yet. On my to-do list.
1: Listen, the marketing for it was awful. Billy Eichner really came in hot and really turned a lot of people off. I saw it I laughed out loud many yeah. times. I thought it was genuinely one of the funniest movies of the year, like truly. And I went with, I went with non-binary, I went with trans, okay? I, 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 I took the flag, I went with them all. Uh-huh. And we all kind of went there kind of like, mm, should we even be saying this? And by the end we were like, God damn it, it's the marketing.
0: That's yeah. where they fucked up. Cause the movie's really fucking funny. See, I wanted to go. My husband is not a Billy Eichner fan because he doesn't like the whole shtick, like the scream at people shtick. I think Billy, I think he's yeah. very funny, and I enjoy Billy on the Street quite a bit. Um, yeah, don't off. Yeah, sure don't we'll watch it at some point. Um, okay, where were we next? Your drag journey. Okay, I had, I do have a question for you that I think it's interesting that. A lot of, almost everyone I've asked has had a different, well, I guess there's only really two answers to this question, but it seems pretty split 50-50. I would say that drag now is much more accessible because there's like makeup tutorials everywhere. There's Drag Race, which has exploded. It's probably made drag more popular than ever, both from a consumer standpoint, but also from like a wanting to become a drag queen standpoint. Do you think it's easier to break into now as a drag queen because there's so many more people like consuming the art of drag or do you think it's harder because there's so many more people wanting to do it I think it's both I I I take a, a little bit of column a a little bit
1: of column b because yes getting started in drag is way easier when I started there was nothing like I truly had no idea what I was doing I ended up and I t- actually, this past Halloween, I was at a Halloween party at, uh, with Manila Luzon, and I I'd never really, like, chatted with her outside of, like, busy bar stuff in Chicago. And I was just like, hey, I just want you to know, like, when I started drag 12 years ago, your video was one of two videos that explained makeup. And I bought everything you told me to buy, and I followed your makeup tutorial. You know, you're the reason I was able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um and of course we both laughed at how you know bad we looked back then but it just so learning drag is way more accessible way easier but breaking into drag I think is hard. Yeah. You know when I when I started in Chicago it was um Kimchi Shekule Trixie um a drag queen who shall not be named and maybe <laughs> maybe two others and and me and alexis you know like so i i was doing a live singing snow white and the seven drag queens show at this bar is how i kind of started in the scene and literally it was just the drag queens came to see it and they were like oh you're a drag queen do you want to do my show and i was terrible and i looked awful but there just wasn't anyone there and so i did all these shows and i kept getting booked because there was no one there and now chicago has a hundred thousand drag queens all just vying for a tip spot you know yeah. And so I think it's really hard to break into now, but then I don't know, but then look at season 15, like look at sugar and spice, look at Lux, like, look at these people who created their drag online.
0: Uh, Maybe I was not, I was going to bring them up. Like I would, to kind of summarize, I feel like it's a lot easier to learn how to get in drag. Yes. It's harder to become a working drag queen to make some money. But also the ceiling now is like so much higher if you are one of the few who really break through. With the sugar and spice thing, I think a lot to be, I mean, outside of perspective, I don't do drag. I think a lot of people don't like them because they're probably jealous of the success that they've had. Yes. And I would say as a business owner, I'm not doing drag content. But, I mean, you have a YouTube channel, so you're a content creator. Creating content is hard, and it's a lot of work, and it's hard to get eyeballs on. So, like, getting hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok, like, is a feat and a talent in and of itself, I think. If it 100%.
1: If you watch watch IMHO, the show on YouTube, I talk about that, that, like, a cast announcement, I was such a bitch. I was like, ugh, sugar (laughs) and spice are going home first, blah, blah, blah. And even, like, the first part of the first episode, I was like... Kill me now. Like, I hate them so much. And I knew a lot of it was jealousy. Okay. I'm self aware. But, (laughs) but they're, they had a conversation with Lux while they were doing their makeup in the first episode about being content creators and starting drag outside of the bars and not really having that experience. And uh, it made me really warm up to them because they're, they're doing what a big part of the business of drag now requires which is creating a social media personality and creating content that people want to continue to devour and they do it really well and yeah absolutely very jealous young hot twinks starting drag at their house and suddenly they're on the biggest drag show in the world yeah of course a lot of jealousy but there is a self-awareness to them that I find really refreshing and I uh-huh. enjoy, and yeah, I think making content is hard, and I think it's super stressful, and it's also for me, part of me, it's super lonely. I think it's a, it can be a very isolating thing to do, even though you're connecting with people online, coming up with these ideas, creating, editing you know, dealing with the comments, it can be a kind of lonely position to be in. So to be able to thrive in that, I yeah. think
0: is admirable. Agreed. I, I also feel like on the sugar and spice thing, I don't know, I, I'll be curious to see if this is a continued trend on Drag Race. And I hope no one takes this as an insult. But I would call it it's almost like every season now. I actually shouldn't say every season, starting with season 14. It seems like they pick at least one person for stunt casting. And what I mean by that is one person- Soju. Yeah. <laughs> Soju. No, it was, is, it's, it's what happened, which is what I thought would happen to Sugar and
1: Spice. Like, oh, she has this little online following and they're so excited about it to get her on and they're gonna like fuck her up in the first episode. And then she's gonna become a joke, which is exactly what happened. I love Soju. Happened.
0: Does Soju still do her YouTube channel? Next okay. question. Next question. So <laughs> what I was going to get at was uh, Maddie Morphosis, because this season, everyone's mm. talking about sugar and spice the same mm. way last season. A lot of people were being like, well, should we allow straight people on drag race? Right. And people kind of moved mm. past that pretty quickly, but it created like a lot of buzz when the cast was, was announced. And now I feel like Maddie is like, I don't know if you call Maddie like a fan favorite, but certainly on social media, like People, I love following Maddie on TikTok. Videos are great. I
1: love her. I absolutely adore her. I, I don't always connect with like with her content, but her personality online, her Twitter, especially her Twitter personality. Is she still on Twitter? I don't know. I every I feel like every drag race girl goes through a time where they just disappear from Twitter because they need a break. Uh Um, but yeah, I love Maddie. I think Maddie. But we're all okay, drag queens especially older drag queens, we're, we are dealing with our childhood trauma through makeup. And so whenever there's a new element that comes into our safe space, our first instinct is to rear back or attack. Uh-huh. And I think, it, I mean, it sucks. It's not a great thing to put, you know, it's not, not great that we made Maddie feel so terrible. It's not great that we bullied Sugar and Spice, but, I, I, I'm i saying, I'm saying, I understand
0: why I felt that way. <laughs> well, well, I, I do, just... I do, I do feel like who, and I apologize because I still don't have all the names down from season fifteen. There are like a million of them. Is it Mit- Mistress? Yeah. Is she the one? She's the one from Texas. Okay, yes, from her, Mistress I, Isabel Brooks. Yes, Mistress Isabel Brooks. Love her. And kind of the vibe I get, like, I don't think she said these words, but kind of the vibe that I get from her is like, I love drag so much. And drag is so important to me that it's important to me that other people respect this art form. So it's kind of like, once I realize that sugar and spice respect drag as an art form, then like they have my respect. And I think, yeah that a lot of experienced drag queens probably see new people coming into drag who don't necessarily demonstrate that respect. And that's where you're like, you're a little, maybe I would see some people being on edge to see like, well, let's see how this is going to go. Well, that yeah, uh,
1: the sugar and spice of it all, I, I had that exact same feeling was, you're just playing in something that I worked years to Mm do. And you're playing in your house with your cute little twin. And you were hot twinks and now you're drag queens. And yeah, it did feel, that was kind of my first reaction. And then on the show, they just seemed to like they wanted to belong and they really liked it. And, you know, I think that allowed all of us, and and we saw Mistress do it on the show. I think it allowed us to to actually take our walls down and love
0: them. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what Mistress's story arc is going to be because I- I haven't watched any of the spoilers, but I see her going pretty far. We'll see. I
1: don't do spoilers. I don't yeah. do the Reddit. I did it once a couple years ago. Um, no, I did it when Denali was on because I needed uh-huh. to know. I needed to know how long she was like. I couldn't. I couldn't wait. And it was really hard to film episodes because I didn't want to give away any information. And so if right. you go back and watch that season, there's a lot of me saying something, like saying a spoiler and then going, oh, but like, I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> who's
0: to say? But who knows? Know? Yeah. Some of but them are who easier knows? than others. I have never really been on Reddit, but I used to watch those, like the spoiler YouTube. Don't. Don't do lot. Reddit. Yeah. Don't
1: do Reddit. It's such a scary place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll, I think Reddit is terrifying. Stay away. Um... Okay. Next question. We're we're going to we'll, we'll start to wrap this up. I don't want to keep you here all day. I know you probably have like shit to edit. Well, I got to get my hair cut. You got to get your hair cut. I got to um, get my hair cut. Darby, any questions you have for me? So this is kind of like this one you might not have any cuz we just did you know, we just did your LLC consultation. But this is where I normally... Would yeah, we just did our door. consultation a couple days ago and we were on a call for two hours.
1: So I feel like I asked you a lot of questions. But uh-huh. yes, of course I have questions. I can always come up with questions. Great. What's your deal?
0: I think I need a more specific question. I'm a, I mean, I'm a Virgo. Um, that's part of my deal.
1: No, that's enough. That's enough
0: information. Okay. Um,
1: okay, like tax stuff Uh uh-huh uh-huh okay here's my understanding i'm gonna give you my understanding or what brought me freedom in my tax journey and i i want you to tell me if it's completely made up okay Okay. i forget how it happened but in my mind because i got to a point where i was really behind on taxes and in my mind every The entire, I, oh, I know what it was. The entire IRS was looking for me Uh because I hadn't paid my taxes. My taxes when I was making like $25,000 a year, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck about that. But in my mind, I was like, oh, they're looking for me. Every time I got an unknown phone number, it was the IRS man coming to lock me up. I was going to jail. I was going to prison. I was going to Jimmy Hoffa. I was going right to prison right? Didn't Jimmy Hoffa go for tax evasion? Who went for tax evasion? No, he got shot. Who went to tax evasion? A lot of people. Yeah. A lot. I feel like a lot of the mobsters got taken for tax evasion, but they got taken for tax evasion because they were dealing with huge sums of money. I was Mm -hmm. dealing with Mm -hmm. pennies. Anyway, I listened to this podcast. I cannot remember what it was. Please do not ask, but it was about someone who worked in the IRS and they were talking about how small the IRS actually is and how limited their resources are to actually hunt people down for their taxes. And so I, it was that moment that I realized, oh, there isn't like a giant thing that is watching every single American and counting every single dime. And honestly, that allowed me to take the pressure off and jump in to actually just getting it done, just to have it done. But like in actuality, if you're just a couple years behind and you're making $20,000 a year, there's not someone that's going to come after you.
0: No, not really. You, for most of that stuff, it, you get automated letters first. So the letters you'll get from the IRS are actually computer generated. And that usually the way that happens is um, bar redacted submitted this 1099 with your name on it. And our computer has told mm. us that we haven't received a tax return with the same information. So we need to submit that. And those typically but meanwhile, Sidetrack hasn't submitted anything for you. It'd be like a whole thing. Yeah, that'd be a whole thing. Um, and usually those letters come two to typically three years after the fact. So now that we're in 2023, people are probably going to start getting letters for 2020. That's kind of how the timeline works. And the reason the IRS is small, as you pointed out, is because they're just drastically underfunded because Um, Every time Republicans like to push new tax legislation, they cut the IRS budget, and then the IRS has, like, fewer resources on which to collect income from all of the politicians who are wanting to hide said income, is my perspective. Which is good for
1: those politicians, and also for drag queens who just need to get their shit together. Yeah. Listen, the pressure, I don't want to take the pressure fully off, because it's something that I'm very good at doing. I don't like a lot of pressure. But- a lot knowing that I hadn't completely fucked up my life, and that there wasn't a relatively easy, if yeah. not lengthy, way out, um, I just think makes makes it all seem so much more reasonable mm-hmm. and doable. And
0: to there's make just it some, even yeah yeah to make it even more doable to give some people some context. So let's say you made twenty five thousand dollars, like as a drag queen, and that was the whole of your income. Like you're probably going to have at least five to $10,000 in tax deductions, right? Uh, all the shit that you're buying for your job. Yeah. So now you have profit of like $15,000 and you get on your tax return, this beautiful thing called a standard deduction and lots of other tax benefits that you get to take away as well. So that's $12,000. And now all of a sudden your taxable income is $3,000 and you'd be in the 10% tax bracket. So your tax due would be like 300 bucks. So now we multiply that by three tax years. You haven't filed taxes for interest and penalties. Your total balance is like $1,500, not ideal, but you can set up an installment agreement about like for it and uh, get it taken care of like sooner rather than installments. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I had a friend who owned his own business and we're no longer friends because of his for this reason, actually, no, not really, but it was a part of it. Um, he didn't pay his taxes for like over 10 years uh-huh. and the IRS was coming to take all of his things. And even in that dire situation where we, we sat in his apartment one weekend and just organized receipts, 10 years worth of receipts and tried to piece together through his calendar, you know, what what was actually deductible, what was, you know, this and that, even with all that, and even with the amount of money he ended up owing, which was a large amount, he was put on a payment plan Mm -hmm. and he got out of it. Like it, he just, you just got to do it. And it's, it seems a lot more daunting than it actually is once you get started.
0: Yeah. that I the the big thing that's different about the irs than a lot of other debt collectors is since they're a government agency they have uh they have like an obligation to provide resources to taxpayers right so like ultimately they're here to serve the taxpayers so there's a lot of like settlement uh, maneuvers you can do if they ever try to levy your bank account you can put a stop to that which they don't typically do until you're like way way down the road but um, we help with all of that, and my membership, Profit RX, which you uh, are a member of, so you're going to be the new spokeswoman, which is going to be really fun. I'm very excited for it. Listen, uh, Profit RX, the level that I'm at it's just a hundred
1: dollars a month, and like the peace of mind that it brings me. I'm not kidding you, Braden, and you can cut this out, but I just, it just, it you, we talked, we met before the drag pageant and we met at a bar and we were chatting or whatever. And I'd mentioned, you know, like, I might need help with that and blah, blah, blah. And then I immediately thought of my back taxes and I got really embarrassed. And, you know, like I still, I was still dealing with that. Um, I tried to get it all done before I left Chicago and I only got a couple years done and I was just really embarrassed. And then finally, you know, 2023 rolls around. I still haven't set up the LLC, I'm years behind. And I was like, well, let me just contact Braden and just see. Because he said he'd be willing. He was so nice. Like, whatever. And then in our, like, two-hour call, when I admitted to you that I still had a couple years of <laughs> back taxes that I hadn't finished, um, it's really embarrassing. It's a very humbling thing to do. Yeah. And to not only have, like, a kind person who's, like... I got you. I can help you with this without any sort of judgment, um, but also to log on to this website that has everything. There is just list after list. It is. Have you done this step? Great. Now do this step. Great. Now wait a little bit and do this step. Like it's just it's dummy proof, and I I I just want to thank you for
0: the peace of mind that it gives me. Well, thank me. you. Great testimonial. We're, we're going to use that one. We're going to use that one for sure, Darby. Um, okay, we'll start to get this thing wrapped up. Thank you so much for all of those kind words. Um, hopefully, we will yeah. get to hang out. Are you going to be at DragCon? Well, you, well, are you going to be at DragCon this year? Yes, of course. Okay, cool. I live in Los Angeles. I'm so excited because last year I went and I knew literally no one. So I just walked around the event for three days like by myself. Um, and this year I'm going to know like four people, which is going to be really fun. Well,
1: I'll be your date. You walk me around one day. Great. Last year I didn't go. Cause we'd just moved to LA. I'd moved to LA like two weeks before. Uh-huh. So I was, it was too new. I didn't want to take that on. But yeah, now that I've been here for a year, but at that time, I want to go.
0: Well, I told, um, I told Fina Barbital that I would pay for her ticket if she wore a drag tax t-shirt and carried around my business cards. So I might just like assemble a, uh, A uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A group of uh, drag queens to do that for. Of minions, yeah, Uh, minions, yeah.
1: I do want to say Fina Barbital. If y'all aren't following her YouTube channel, (laughs) she just started her YouTube channel this past year, and she is, uh, she's a professional ass queen, and she's so funny, and she's dry as fuck. So if you've liked anything I've said, she'll say the exact same thing, but kind of worse. Go follow her. uh, (laughs) But darker, yeah. (laughs) yeah go subscribe to her
0: youtube channel it's it's pretty entertaining love it love it love it okay so conclusion darby are you ready this is the, our most serious question of the interview are you ready
1: i am not a virgin
0: okay. is that the question uh no but it's good that we got that in because i was yeah. thinking about adding that to the list that's what uh, he said <laughs> <laughs> what? oh god god yeah um Okay, so I have a Facebook group. If anyone, I should stop marketing my Facebook group to drag queens. Drag queens are not on Facebook. I know. We're not on Facebook because on our, Facebook. our our Trump family members are on Facebook. Yeah. And every
1: time we go on Facebook, we get wounded again. It opens the wounds. Well, you
0: just block them, right? Anyhow, that's easy for you to say, but then yeah. there's
1: still that love that you're yearning for, and you're like, I could possibly, I could, I could change him.
0: No. But you can't. You can't, you can't. But hy- hypothetically, if anyone were to go on Facebook, I have a Facebook group called Braden's Besties that they could join. If someone wanted to become one of Darby's besties, or like, maybe you're like, I have enough friends, I don't need more friends, but they could follow you somewhere. Where should they do that? Well, absolutely. First and foremost, subscribe to IMHO
1: The Show on YouTube. Alexis and I do drag race reviews. And when we're feeling spicy, we do extra stuff. All the extra stuff where we really talk about our trauma and um, that's mostly trauma is on our Patreon. So you can join Patreon and we have an amazing discord. We have like 1300 patrons that just all chat and say insane shit and create their own IMHO memes. It's a beautiful, beautiful, glorious place. And thank you, sorry for dealing with that. So I don't have to. And um, also like I'm on social media Follow me there, I guess, but really, IMHO is where I put all of my my work into. You know, like your tax forms, like your tax when you do, and then you do your well, you got to do your deductions. That's IMHO for me.
0: Love that. Okay, we're gonna mm-hmm. um we're gonna edit in some some fun IMHO clips into this episode. Um, please oh, don't send shit. us any copyright strikes.
1: No, you can just use our TikTok. Our our TikTok. Now, our TikTok. We have a, we have a, quite a few followers.
0: Um. Yeah, use some of those clips. More than 200 and something? 140,000. Oh, well, fuck me, I guess. Um, yeah. I do follow you on TikTok. TikTok. Thanks. TikTok is solid. Um, okay, we will do Paola all of does those that. things. Anything that's
1: successful, someone else does. Thank you, Paula. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Thank you. What was it, Paula? Paola. Paula. Thank you, Paola. Um, well, that wraps up the Business of Drag podcast. I hope you had a good time. Thanks for coming on you're
1: welcome and just so i have it on on record how many free months uh, of profit rx does this get me
0: zero okay okay goodbye hey there before you go i wanted to give a quick thanks thanks so much for tuning into the show if you loved it i would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.